Welcome to the ABM Done Right podcast and webcast, where I'm going to discuss two major key factors of ABM success. When and where you use ABM. I'm Christina Jaramillo, president of Personal ABM, and I can't tell you how many ABM disasters I've seen because ABM is not being used in the most effective manner as it's not being treated as a major shift, a major shift within the business. Teams are moving to ABM and trying to scale it fast without putting the necessary change management in place. They're simply retrofitting ABM on top of existing processes, systems, and reporting structures. Many ABM teams are trying to fly the plane as they put the wings on it. This is an analogy that Jess Larkin, former ABM leader at Okta, made on one of our ABM Done Right podcasts as teams are not thinking about several things. They're not thinking about how we can change sales and marketing motions and what content do we need to get specific accounts to that aha moment. When do we need a one-to-one versus a one-to-few or a one-to-many as most organizations do not go beyond their ICP and tier or to prioritize those accounts? What is the change management that we need? Where are the business revenue challenges that we should be applying ABM to to fix? How can we drive demand with accounts that are stuck in status quo or do not show intent? How can we re-engage with those accounts that go dark? How can we drive stage acceleration with stuck accounts? And how can we go up market and get larger deals? You have to be able to think differently, ask questions differently, and organize differently to have a successful ABM program. And it needs to start at the executive level as most ABM programs are siloed within marketing. As Leslie Allure mentioned on our ABM Done Right podcast, don't even think about shifting to ABM without first aligning with sales and understanding your customer accounts. Leslie and her team at Avanti, need to align with customer success, operations, sales, renewals, marketing, and all customer-facing and CX teams to align on how they're going to go to market and how they'll show up in a way that they want to target audiences. They want to target audiences to experience them. She had to increase the team's ABM readiness before moving forward with ABM. When Leslie started with Avanti, they asked about ABM, and she spent a lot of time talking to sales and looking at how the sales organization was structured. And she told her CMO that Ivanti was not ready for ABM at that time, as they had a territory team where sellers were focused on regions and that they go after new customers, existing accounts and big companies, small companies and any company that had a pulse that they could get a conversation with. Sales leaders were talking about wanting pipeline and leads, so they weren't aligned with ABM. Leslie didn't bring up ABM again for a whole year until the company started talking about assigning accounts and segmenting sales teams by different size organizations and business needs. In many ABM or many cases, sales teams are not prepared to go in on enablement and orchestration. And as a result, ABM programs are severely missing the mark. As Jeff Petowich mentioned on another ABM Done Right podcast, ABM is a strategic engagement that involves multiple types of content and interactions across multiple channels with multiple types of buyers over extended period of time. Because teams are not doing the necessary change management and team integration, most ABM programs are disjointed. As Jillian Gartner mentioned on her podcast, 
conduit was doing ABM for several years before she joined their team. But ABM was being done in pockets and wasn't being used across the complete buyer's journey and customer lifecycle. There was limited account intelligence for the sales team to carry on the conversations that marketing had started on, started for them. By taking a step back and focusing on putting together the right processes, interactions, experiences, the teams were now coming together to act as one team that is focused on revenue so sales and marketing can engage with context in ways the teams were not able to unlock before. And I'm not saying that you have to wait until you have all the right processes in place, but teams need to have a strong foundation to start with before beginning ABM. As the teams do not have the right foundation, they're doing nothing more than targeted demand gen that only impacts pipeline. So they're using ABM for the wrong reasons as teams are using it to source the pipeline, even though ABM should be used or should be about getting more tier accounts, tier one accounts to revenue and existing accounts to greater revenue growth. Instead of investing in customer relationship, ABM organizations are still investing in campaigns and things to do like retargeted ads, emails, gifting, the list goes on. They still see the customer as a transaction. They're not using ABM to drive higher value deals to revenue and to increase the profitability of key strategic accounts. The top of funnel cattle calls that companies are doing is demand um, marketing or demand gen. And it's because companies are starting off with one-to-many and one-to-few approach versus focusing on changing interactions, experiences, and impacting KPIs across the customer's journey. As Tyler Pleiss from Clary mentioned on our ABM Done Right podcast, when you take a one-to-few or one-to-many approach, you focus on volume and pipeline versus getting strategic accounts to revenue. This means you're not orchestrating ABM across sales, marketing, account teams, and across the prospect and customer journey. You're just pushing out content and messaging and making it more targeted and adding some personalization. If Clary did not start with a one-to-one approach, they would have not been able to see where there were issues were or where they were interacting with, you know, where the issues were when they were acting with three new segments that were stuck in the status quo and were years behind when it came to revenue operations. Because Clary started with a one-on-one approach, they were able to make the necessary adjustments that were gonna drive even stronger growth for them in 2023. Clary needed to align with the target accounts and their strategic priorities and and see firsthand how they need to shift the sales, marketing, and customer-facing conversation to reframe thoughts and ideas. They needed to recreate account experiences so they can drive stage progression and revenue. Instead of pushing and guessing, Tyler and Clary teams are learning from the individual interactions and how they can connect with the disconnected. Clary is being intentional with their ABM program. And this is what I mean about using ABM for the right reasons. Our clients are using ABM to fix issues across the complete buying cycle and buyer's journey. They're trying to fix issues that are tied to improving ARR, GRR, and NRR, including stage progression, sales cycle time, deal sizes, win rates, churn, and CLV. This is where ABM should focus, as the analytics show that ABM has a far greater impact on the middle and bottom of the journey than it does on the top. But most GTM teams focus on the beginning of the buyer's journey. It's where they're investing time, resources, and money. 
as buyers progress through their journey, the investment drops when we should be doubling down on accelerating accounts to revenue. And we should be doubling down again after the deal is closed to retain and expand those key tier one accounts. Because go-to-market teams are focused at the beginning of the journey, they're creating lead engines versus revenue engines. Okta learned that it's important that you use the right type of ABM at the right place and at the right time for the right reason. They were challenged with breaking into new accounts using ABM, and they found that accounts would go dark after initial engagement. They were using the wrong types of ABM at the wrong time and place. They are now using one-to-one, -one, uh, or excuse me, one-to-many to break into and open accounts and drive awareness. For one-to-few, they're looking at accounts with common threads to drive engagement, and they're using one-to-one -one for accounts ready for white-glove elite experiences and layered interactions, where sales, marketing, and account teams work together to drive the value of Okta and the specific use cases that would solve the target account's specific challenges. When Nick Bennett at Alice was in field marketing before moving to the customer side, he focused most of his time on improving the interactions that they were having with tier one accounts and the experiences that they were delivering. This was important as Alice was looking to go up market. And by focusing on interactions and creating the right moments, Alice created more larger value deals in 90 days than they ever did in the six to 12 month period. We need to start being more intentional with our ABM and our ABM programs and start using it at the right time, at the right place and for the right reason.